0: So, good afternoon. So, we're moving on to another section of this series of this lesson. Um, this part of the series is going to be a different title. It's going to be we're still in patience, right? We were using um, path to greatness, and still, in a way, it's together, but it's separate. You see, um, but this is uh, patience takes strength patience takes strength but patience does take strength i'm dealing with patience from the place of strength like and it's not willpower strength it's not natural strength we've all learned in life how to be strong or what we call strong and what usually what we call strong is actually a mask for weakness it's an air it's a it's a wall, it's, uh, I'm not going to let anybody hurt me again, so I'm just going to pretend that I'm not hurt, right? <laughs> right, That type of thing, right? It's not really strength, it's a wall. I won't let you get close, so therefore you can't hurt me. The sad thing about that approach, and I'm going to speak for myself, I'm not even going to speak for you, is if you're sensitive and people do things to hurt you, you feel pain. If you're a giver and you continue to open up your heart and people continue to take advantage of you, you feel pain. There's no way you turn that off. You can pretend or try not to be loving when your nature is to be loving. You feel rejection. I, see, I, I think I see some reactions. Who understands what I'm talking about right here? You can't be other than who you are, and trying not to be other than who you are hurts worse than allowing somebody to hurt you, who bears witness with what I'm talking about up in here today, right? It. God told me a long time ago, somebody hurt me, I said, I'll never do this again, I'll never do this again, and he said, then you lose twice. They, they hurt you, so you lost there, you feel like you got a loss, and then they took who you are away from you. So you hurt, you lose twice. He said, You can't give up yourself. If you keep yourself, then you don't lose at all because you gain back what you sold, even if they took advantage of you. Hmm. So I begin to look at losses as seeds. Huh. And beginning to look at a loss as a seed. Take strength because when somebody does something to me or you or us, our natural reaction is to retaliate. I want to put a disclaimer out before I teach this message. I'm going to put the poor disclaimer out. Not saying that I've achieved or acquired this, but forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward to the mark of high calling. I have not in any way master this but I'm walking through the process of becoming this because the word promises me that I can be this can I get an amen from somebody okay this is the grounds that we're covering I'm finding more strength in not being strong in myself oh yeah I got a scripture for that too But when I am weak, it is then that he is strong. where his strength is perfected in my weakness. When I acknowledge that I can't, he gets the chance to can in me. And it's huge. So I watch and I listen to people talk and I watch people. You know, how you doing? I'm, I'm fine. Bro, you're not fine. Sis, you're not fine. You're not fine. Like, just, you're not no i'm good i'm good no i know what you mean you mean i'm gonna pack it down i'm gonna be all right well god has been speaking to my heart and he's saying son i need you to understand that your vulnerability is where i get access to you i'm not telling you make yourself vulnerable to everybody and every person but God don't need you, you know, the quote-unquote, what we call in the world, man up, right? God needs you to be the opposite. Wow, what are you talking about? Well, um, I was talking to Nellie not too long ago, or this past week, and um, Nellie has this Thing where she said, Well, I just believe God is going to do this. And she throws these things out and these numbers out and these things. And I'm looking at her like, oh boy, you know, because to me it's like, no, that that's you know, it's process and it's planning and it's walking it out, and it's the way you know you do it, and you, you know, you do your part, and God does his part, and and, and, and not negating any of that. But god had to stop me in the past week and say to me okay so you figured out a way to walk with me to protect yourself from being hurt and disappointed somebody knows what i'm talking about but now you've concluded that that's the way it has to work for everybody okay well, God, I just feel like, you know, some of the stuff she's saying just comes off to me as kind of immature, like in her walk. He said, OK, OK. Sound good there. But what about my scripture where I say to the people, suffer the little children to come unto me for such is the kingdom of God? Where I say, let them come. as children, let them come naive let them come unsure and unplanned let them come without an agenda or structure let them come to me Uh, can can we have this conversation as they are god meets you according to your faith be it unto you not according to my faith be it unto you that means each every each and every individual on this call on that watches this video should be developing a personal walk with god That's between you and God. According to his word, I'm not saying we wing it, but according to his word and according to his principles. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a patience that's going to be developed by you having strength. And what I'm talking about today is a strength that goes contrary to what you've decided and what you have developed and what you have deemed as strength. I'm talking about a strength where God finds the stone that the builders rejected and called the chief cornerstone. He takes the foolish things to confound the wise. He takes the weaknesses of us to, to show himself strong in us. And we develop a walk in a time with God. Well, Let me speak for me, that I have an understanding of God that has given me a, le- a level of strength that has gotten me stuck in a place that I can't go any higher because I've already de- deemed how God has to work with me and how God has to be manifested through me. And as a result, I put God in a box thinking that i have actually walking the greater power of God. I've actually limited God to only having a certain amount of power in my life to go a certain height. I ain't in that box anymore after this week. I'm just letting you know that's where I was last week. And if I can help you break out of your box, then we can do this thing. I'm saying to you, every stage of our walk with God is a development in greatness and strength. And we get to that place and we park. We say, let's build three tabernacles, one for you and one for Elijah and one for my. And we're going to stay right here. And God's go, no, 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 no. That was the season of maturity and growth. Just because you mastered fifth grade don't mean you've mastered education. You just mastered fifth grade. And staying there doesn't make you brighter and smarter. It just makes you a master of your class. And you want to be the oldest person in your class. And a whole bunch of little kids are coming up. And everybody's going beyond you. But you're still stuck where you are. So from somebody coming to me with what appears to be childlike faith, I was reminded that my faith needs to be returned to that childlikeness because that's where strength is born. In my instability, God gives me his ability to be better than what I am. Say that again. In my instability, in that place where I'm not confident, in my instability, God gives me his ability to stand stronger and to grow higher. Who's being blessed so far? Anybody being challenged so far? This is good stuff. Um, So watch this. I want you to go with me scripturally. Let me see which scripture I'm gonna start with. I got I got a few today, and I know I can get on one and just kind of let's go to all right, yeah, yeah, Lord. Okay, okay. We're gonna to go to Colossians chapter one. Let's go to Colossians chapter one. That's not where I plant, but that's that's the plan. And I'm going to start, I have my verses highlighted, but I just want to get the full background put in there. And then I'm going to jump to, then I'm going to jump to the verses that I was on my heart. So start at verse one. And I love this verse because it, it reads to me like a prayer. It's like he's praying. So let's start at verse 3, Colossians 1, verse 3. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love you have for God's people. So this is a prerequisite. I'm just laying this out. Your faith in Jesus Christ. Got that? We covered that? And your love for God's people—it's a different animal because that takes strength <laughs> to love God's people. I ain't talking about to love your JC, and my family. I'm talking about to love God's people. That is a different animal. I'm not going to do a whole sermon on that, but I just want to make sure we just put that there in in the notes. There, we just put a little asterisk next to that. Make sure we understand this: God wants us to have faith in Jesus Christ and love for his people selah and right the faith and love that springs from the hope stored up in you for you in heaven about which you have already heard the true message of the gospel now i want to take that verse five and just touch on this a little bit deeper so stay with me here. The faith you have, right, and the love you have for God's people, the faith and love that springs up from the hope stored up up for you in heaven about what you have heard in the true message of the gospel. So he's saying the faith, this this love you have, and this faith you have has a root or has a, a, a foundation or it has a ground that you can build on watch this and that faith that you have is springing up in you and stood up in you in the hope you have in what you've heard about heaven and what you have already heard in the message of the gospel this is not a message that says this is something that's stored up for you when you die you get it This is not what this word is talking about because he's talking about a faith and a hope and a love that you have here. He's talking about a faith and a hope that's stored up in you because you know you have connection and access to to the kingdom of heaven now. So you have a faith and a hope stored up in you, not based on what you get when you leave. What you get when you leave is your salvation. This is what he's talking about. There's a, 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 a key or access code to a, a inheritance that's available to you now because of that faith and hope and love in Christ. That faith, hope, and love in Christ and loving God's people comes from the hope that you have the access to get what you need to give what you need. Did you catch that? Did I lose anybody? A wave a hand if you like saying, yeah, you can need to explain that a little bit more. Okay, your faith and hope in Christ and your love for his people is built up in you not because, okay, you ever try to love some some Christian person, quote unquote, or Christian person, a maybe Christian person, and you just can't find no love for that person. Just, ugh, right? And what he's saying is your faith and hope, your ability to be able to love those people and your faith and hope in God is based on inheritance or partaking of a heavenly portion that's yours to have so it's not you trying to feel it or you trying to love it or you but you have a source that you can draw from to give that or to have that to give my source to be able to love you and to be able to walk in love with you is not me making my flesh feel a certain way toward you it's me saying I have a resource Lord I don't have what it takes to be whatever these I need to be to these people. But in you, my connection to that heavenly, re, heavenly resource gives me the ability to give things and respond in this world and react in a way and flow in a way and be blessed in a way and see manifestations in a way that other people don't because I have access. I have a hope. And that hope gives me the ability to draw from something that somebody else can't. Let me. I'm gonna switch message. I mean, scriptures for a minute just to make a point. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews chapter one. So he's saying faith is not just a feeling. It's not just a belief. It's a substance. Somebody say faith is a substance. See, now we don't consider faith a substance. We consider faith a feeling. We consider this a substance, but the scripture is saying faith is a substance. It's actually tangible, something you can hold in your hand and hold in your heart and hold in your spirit and utilize as a tool, just like having a a screwdriver or a hammer. It serves a function in the realm of the spirit. It's a key. It opens a door and it puts things in your hand that are tangible and manifest in the natural world. So when you're trying to walk in the love of God and you're trying to walk in the faith of God, you need to understand that that's not something that you're playing with until the real thing comes. On the contrary, it's physical substance that makes you manifest things in the earth realm, which, by the way, are temporary. And faith is a permanent, ongoing thing. Now, he says there's a time faith will pass away. You won't need it. Why? You'll be there in the kingdom. Watch this. That is nothing but godly substance. So you don't need the substance of faith. Like he said, Right, When it comes to beginning in tongues, remember Corinthians 13? that'll pass away, speaking in tongues, believing in faith, all that will pass away when that which is perfect has come. Oh, I know I'm getting deep on you, but you need to catch what I'm saying to you. It's powerful. So what he's saying is, right now, your substance, your key, your access is faith. That's your substance that manifests things in this earth. But once you're there, you don't need to have faith. It's all right there. But our access in and out right now is the substance called faith. You got it? Did I speak to you? Did you understand? Who understands better right now what I'm saying? It's a process. You're going to walk through this for the rest of your life. But the true substance of faith is what turns things around in your life. So it's real when you grab the faith Not when you see the manifestation. Thank you, Lord. That's the way I want to say it. It's real once you get it in your spirit, not when you see it in reality. You don't see it in reality until you grab the substance of it in the realm of the spirit. Got that? So I tell people all the time, well, where do you believe? Well, I just believe God can make a way. I have faith God can. Okay. And what? What do you believe in God for? Because you have to check yourself. God's not the problem. It's me receiving what God has promised me. Is that a little complicated at times? To receive the promise when you don't see it in your hand? Be honest with me. Show hands. Like, y'all try to believe God for things, but y'all you know, no, it can be tough sometimes. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to prove to you that that's only true because we make it true. Ready? Reality. Open your eyes and ears. Because what I'm about to say is life-changing if you catch it. How many of you have touched Jesus with your hands? Seen Jesus with your eyes? Walked down the street? Sat on his lap? That's substance to you. You believe he's real. You believe he died for your sins and you believe that the kingdom is yours because of that. That is substance to you. And that's why you have salvation. You confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. And it's so real to you that nothing else on this earth takes place of substance above that. Am I correct? Well, where did you get that substance? Because you didn't touch it. You didn't feel it. Don't tell me And when it manifests, that's when it's real for you because you haven't seen the manifestation yet. You haven't stepped into the kingdom yet and you haven't touched the hand of Jesus yet or thrust your hand in his side or stuck your hand in the hole, your finger in the hole of his hand. You have not, but you have in the realm of the spirit you have. You've touched him. You've embraced him. You've helped him. You kept him as true and as yours. And as a result... The kingdom of eternal life is yours to have and you've never witnessed it in the natural. So don't tell me in every other area we can't do that. We can. Anything he promised us, we can grab a hold of that and stand in faith with that and believe with that till it becomes a substance for us that nobody can touch or take. And when we do, the natural has to manifest. You reached up into the realm and you pulled down something that's yours and nobody can take it. I don't know about you, but I'll die for my faith. I believe in my faith. Well, you never touched it. But it's real to me. And it's more real than anything else. Well, I feel a little, a little, a little emotion rising up on me. And anything that God promises you is that real if you can get a hold of it. Who am I talking to right now? Is that real if you can get hold of it. Mm. Mm. Okay. I didn't plan to stay that long in that one point, but which you already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In that same way, the gospel bearing fruit And growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing amongst you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. See, I I already did all that, so I won't go over it again. You have learned it from. I hate these names. Is it Ephra? Our dear fellow servant. who is is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the spirit. Now, lock in. I hope you were locked in already, but lock right here. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. I'm going to stop for a minute. It's not a pat on my own back. I pray this for you guys all the time. This is the prayer. Since I've heard, since I know about you and who you are, why you think the whole whipper and all this wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge of God, and I can beat it in your head and beat it in your head and beat it in your head? Because that's my prayer for you, that you be filled with the script, what he just says right here, that God fill you with the knowledge of his will and all, all the wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. Strength and patience comes from understanding his will and purpose for you. There is no way about it. Trying to figure out how to navigate this world will exhaust you. Trying to figure out just knowing where he wants you and his love for you and what he's called you to do is strengthening his peace, is confidence, all the things that you need, and all the things that pertain to life and godliness, is not in the earthly substance; it's in the heavenly substance which faith creates and faith produces. So, when you're pray- when I'm praying for you, that you be filled with wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge of God, peace, prosperity, patience in abundance that is real fruit praying for you to get an increase in your paycheck is not fruit it can go up it can go down the company you work for could go out of business is not that's not where the fruit is the fruit is in these kingdom perspectives and those patients come and that strength is built in grabbing a hold of spiritual substance over earthly substance Say that one more time. That strength is built, that patience is built in grabbing a hold of earthly substance above, I mean, spiritual substance above earthly substance. Earthly substance is controlled by your patience in spiritual substance, your trust in spiritual substance, your acceptance and acknowledgement. Of spiritual substance i throw the example up again jesus is a spiritual substance how how many you admit jesus is real to you realer than real can be you haven't touched it you haven't felt this heavenly realm in terms of going there and walking across the streets but you know it and these things are the power that monitor you seeing the fullness of it so let's get watch this let's go back verse 10 again so that you may live a life worthy of the lord and please him in every way how do you live a life worthy of the lord and please him in every way how many you want to live a life worthy of the lord and pleasing in every way well watch this I want to live a life worthy of the Lord and pleasing him in every way. And what I just read to you, which I'm sure everybody missed, he didn't say by never cussing and never doing nothing wrong and never losing your temper and never flipping somebody off when you're driving in the car and always helping the poor. He said, watch this, burying fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. That's how you please him in every way. And you don't bear fruit in him without understanding that spiritual substance is more powerful than earthly substance. You bear good fruit and please him in every way by growing in every good work. That means every work that comes from him and growing in the knowledge of him. Watch this being strengthened with all power according to this glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. It all comes back, but it comes back to the root of all of this right here, starting from verse 9. The foundation in me, I'll speak for me, being strong in him and having endurance and having strength comes back with me being filled with all knowledge of him or inside of him and developing my strength and my faith and my love for his people that comes from a kingdom connection that I draw from daily, all day. Every day, not morning prayer and night prayer only, but throughout the day, even if I have to pull back for a minute and say, God, I know you know what I'm about to say. I need some strength right here because this, Lord, I need to draw from you right now because what's happening right here, my flesh wants to act this way, but I need your anointing and the strength that comes from you, which is tangible and real to love your people, and to continue to keep my hope in the fact that I have a connection to the heavenly kingdom that I can draw from. And that comes not at the moment that you find yourself and you're back against the wall or you're listening to me. That comes from you doing the time that you have time by yourself saying, God, fill me with wisdom. Fill me with insight. Fill me with wisdom. Fill me with understanding. Fill me with your knowledge and how you flow let your spirit flow through me beyond my own flesh and soul and if you do then when these moments come see jesus didn't say give me a break when things came to him i I need i need to yeah give me a minute there's one time when you saw jesus say i need a minute and that was the night before he's good to be turned in to be crucified he said you're gonna have to give me a moment i need to get by myself because i'm gonna need to pull some strength down from the kingdom right now because my flesh is like, mm-mm, I'm not doing this. See, I know y'all can't picture Jesus feeling like that. Jesus was like, oh, I'm going to the cross. do 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 No, he was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. His flesh was like, mm-mm. If there can be some other way, let's just do something else here. Listen, I, I'm not down with this part. Not for these ungrateful, good-for-nothing so and so's that's trying to do. You want me to die for these very people that's wanting to kill me right now? Listen. Let them all die. You know what I'm saying? The flesh was putting up a fight. You know what I'm saying? But the scripture said he pulled aside. Nevertheless, pulling down from that kingdom, not my will, your will be done. See, we sleep on that. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done, which means his will was different from what God's will there was at that moment, and his will was send down the angels and smite every single one of them. He said, You know what? I remember when we was with James and John, and they said call down fire and burn them all. Right about now, I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> you know that, that, I might be with that plan right now. However, not my will, but your will be done. What does that mean? Not my knowledge not my understanding, not my earthly wisdom, but I need yours right now. I need to draw something from the heavenly kingdom. I need to draw from the hope in which I was here because the flesh part of me is not in agreement with this stuff at all. But I know that I still can draw strength from you. And then the scripture said he received from that night, whatever he received, and he got up from there and set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. Let's get it over with. I've made the decision. Now I'm going. And Peter and them jumped up and took the sword and cut the service's air off. He said, no, 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 no. no. Put the air back. Boop. We're not doing that. And he went without a fight. But boy, there was a fight before he decided to go without a fight. Oh, I hope I'm ministering to you today. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Um, It's so much. I'm going to read a little bit more, but I just don't want to mess up the message that I'm sowing. And I hope that you're receiving from me what I'm saying today. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly, but they're mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. I'm coming to the reality once again that where I think I've arrived in Him, I've just begun in Him, and where I need to go is ongoing. It's ongoing. And it's important that I realize that as I deal with this world and this world situations, I need to not go to God all the time and say, God, fix this thing for me. Work this thing out for me. Bend this thing to my will so that I can be happy. You know, I know some of this don't go over well in messages, but it's still the truth. But God, what are you doing here and- and give me the strength to control this thing by your spirit and flow in your flow. This is what I'm looking for right now. I need to pull down from the heavens the wisdom, the insight, the understanding, the knowledge, the peace, the prosperity, the patience, and abundance. This is how I win. This is how you win there's no other way other than that you're going to keep using that get by faith and getting from one situation out of one pot into another frying pan and and run from one situation into the fire and then back on land again and and, and the cycle continues and satan will will leave you right there and let you lavish in that just you know had a little situation god gave me the victory hallelujah oh it's another little situation Oh, God brought me through and I was able to get through. Oh, you know, they came against me, but you know, God worked it all out. And God's like, yeah, I'm looking for you to operate out of what we just read here. Being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might. I'm at verse 11. Being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to have this access to the kingdom. Are you listening to me? To share in an inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin i want you to understand that he's paying and paying and paying and paying prices for you to have access to the kingdom and access to his power and access to his wisdom and direction and not just healing for yourself but the power to heal others and have wisdom and counsel for everyone and, and, and throughout the world and, and and the nations come to us and we shall loan to many nations and not borrow. But it requires us, again, starting at verse 11, to be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, not yours, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Qualify you to what? What we talked about in the beginning. Have the access to that kingdom. Have the access to that substance. Have access to that anointing. He qualified you. He said you passed the test. You're in. You accepted Jesus. To share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. You're not supposed to be walking around in the kingdom of darkness, but we have to access that. But he has rescued you from the dominion of darkness. Sometimes you got to go through dark time. The scripture here said he rescued you from that. You can if you want. And if we are, it's not his will or his plan is we don't know the access we have. For he has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of the son and who he loves. Well, if I bought into the kingdom of the son who he loves, which is Jesus, and I'm in the kingdom with Jesus, then I'm going to go through what Jesus goes through. And he ain't going through none of this because he said it is finished. This is the scripture. Believe what you want to believe. Stand where you want to stand. No, but you got to go through it and go, hey, knock yourself out. I don't want to. I want to learn this. And I want to learn how to do it right. In whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. Why did he throw that there? After all of this power, 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 kingdom power stuff. Why? Well, that's the qualified you part. Because you don't have a right to any of that if there's sin. You don't have a right to any of that if there's no redemption. So he's saying in this kingdom, you already have redemption and forgiveness. Now go ahead and act like it. Go ahead and walk like it. Go ahead and talk like it. Go ahead and flow like it. Go ahead and move like it. Go ahead and shake the earth up like it. Go ahead and do the things that you're supposed to do that come with this inheritance. It's yours already. You have it. I have it. We have it. I know a lot of people don't preach this kind of stuff, but I'm reading to you straight what's out the Bible. So I'm going to end this message where I begin. The strength that we develop to deal with situations is not strength, it's weakness. It's walls, it's things we put up to protect ourselves. It has no heavenly value, it has no spiritual power, and it lasts as long as you can stay away from the person who keeps doing the same things to hurt you. Because as soon as somebody else comes along and says and does the same thing, you're right back where you started again, trying to put up another wall for another person. Because if God gave you a loving heart, you're gonna love people. If God gave you a helper's heart, you're going to help people. If God gave you a sharing heart, you're going to share with people. That's who you are. And you can try to stop and kill yourself and give yourself what kind of ulcers and cancer and all kinds of other spirits while you're trying to fight and be hard and be different and be indifferent and concerned about what people think or what people feel about you, all that kind of stuff. That All that earthly stuff that you create, fine. It ain't going to do nothing but betray you. But here's what he said. Real strength is you becoming in Fully acknowledge of your own weakness and your inability to help and serve anybody because you don't have it. When people say, you're an idiot, so I am. I'm an idiot, but in God, I got all wisdom. You weak, yet, yeah, but in him, I'm strong. You poor, but yeah, but in he said, the if, if poor, he is made rich. So all of these things you say about me, true. Anything you want to say about me negative, true. Anything you want to put me down and throw up and, and, and trash my name, fine, True. All true, 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 true. But in that heavenly kingdom, in that promise, in him as riches, as help, as health, as healing, as strength, as divine deliverance, as the answer to all questions, as the settlement of all confusion. And what we just read in his last verse, I'm strengthened with all power, all power. There's not a power that eludes me, be it educational, be it physical, be it whatever it is, I'm filled with all power. Is mine to have because the word promises me it. So the dichotomy you have. The earth, you have the spirit. And the earth does this and says, but I'm over all of this. And the word says faith is the substance and the spirit is above everything and everything from the spirit manifests into the natural. And what stuff manifests from the spiritual to the natural is ours to make by locking onto the wisdom and the insight and the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge and once we lock onto it and once we have the key we can turn it I'm a, I'm gonna end by saying this statement I'm speaking to somebody who doesn't not a church person doesn't walk in all these things but he understands spiritual law and he said to me let me say something to you I hear everything you're saying but to me everything is numbers. I said what do you mean by that he says formulas So, okay explain what you mean he says god is real yeah i may not be all into the christian faith stuff but i believe in god and i believe in jesus christ okay he said everything is formula and if you figure out the formula it always works i said okay explain that to me i said because the average church person would say you're trying to put God in the box. I don't bear, I don't bear witness with that. Explain what you mean. And he said, H2O is always gonna be water. I don't care what you do. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. It's gonna be water. Right. That's a formula. It's true. So about oxygen and trees, carbon monoxide. Right. Those are formulas, yes. Law of gravity, yes. they're formulas. That means our god works in formulas and everything works as long as you follow the formula i said 100 agree with you without question i said but well, then since you know that you need to study the formula well i don't know if i like the book like that i'm like well then you're an idiot because you're figuring out formulas as you go and the, the formula is written out right here and i just read you one of the most profound formulas first colossians from chapter 9 all the way down to chapter 15 14 it breaks it down in clarity in this one area right here there's a formula that works, and that formula is a spiritual kingdom power that flows over natural laws. It is. It is what it is. It's going. To, listen. You can take H2O and switch them around. You're not going to get water. Only H2O is water. That's the way it works. So, and you can have an O and you have a an H and you can have a two in it. But if you miss, if you re- reconfigure that, you might have something blow up on you. My point is it works the way it works and god designed it that way the kingdom works the way he said it works that's the way he designed it and it ain't going to change for you or anybody else and if you misuse the formulas and if you twist the formulas and you turn the word around well you know he works a mysterious way well you know you know never know what god's going to do well you know and you start twisting the formulas around you might get an explosion but the formula works. With that, may the word that you heard bring God's blessings to you. I don't know what else to tell you, but I'm going to stick with the formula. In Jesus' name. And amen.